done. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Josh and welcome back to the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad, your favorite podcast for learning how to balance between being a raging dumpster fire and a functioning adult. I know it gets everybody every time and I love it. Um, so today we have on just a wonderful spirit, just an amazing person, <laughs> because I have to tell you this story really quick. This is our second attempt at trying to record for you guys, just because, I don't know, I guess the universe is still in retrograde, because everything that can go wrong has gone wrong, but we're here now, and that's all that matters. Amen. Uh, so, Crystal, before we get into today's, today's episode, I'd just like you to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a writer, teacher, podcaster, grandmother, wife, daughter. Uh, I love helping people realize that life can be so much better than it is right now by owning their own experience and understanding themselves, their emotions, and what has brought them to this point and why they react to life the way they do. So radical self-awareness and fantastic ownership in where we're at and where we're going. That's my super short intro. <laughs> Listen, uh, sweet and to the point. Also, there were a couple surprising things in there. Did I hear the title of grandmother? Did that yeah. go out there? Wow. Yeah. I would it's it's so <laughs> it's so crazy. Um I guess the older you get like the farther away that really seems. And I was like, I was like, there's no way, there's no way you can be a grandma. I was like, wait, but no, congratulations. Um, Thank you. That's just, I'm, that's I'm, a, I'm a typical grandma, very proud of my kids where they're at and those yeah. little grandbabies that you get to spoil and then send them home. So 100%. I feel like that's like the best job. Like I can't wait to get there. Like there are certain parts of the parenting stage I, I can wait to skip, <laughs> but I, I definitely want to be there for the grandparent stage. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, man. Well, that's great. Um, no, but another reason I just love you as a person is, hey, accountability is really big for me um, in everything I do, because I feel like it's the easiest way for us to make excuses for ourselves um, on why we aren't where we want to be or why we don't do what we want to do. Yeah. So it's so easy to craft a narrative. So the fact that you really like hey maybe we should look in the mirror it's just yeah. refreshing to me yeah it's huge I uh I was born and raised in a very religious household that religion defined every decision that we made and I followed the rules and I did what I was supposed to do because mm -hmm. that's what I was raised to believe and I got married young and I had kids young because I was supposed to want to be a mother and right. a wife and all of that stuff and when I finally realized that that marriage was very, very unhealthy and that that path was not good, I also had to recognize and understand that I had chosen into that. On the one hand, I mm. could say, well, they taught me that. And because they taught me that this is what I did and this is where I went. So it's your fault that I'm here. And yet I recognize that the only way to get through that and be able to hold my head high with my kids and not speak ill about their dad was to understand that I had chosen into this. I had made some choices that had really defined the direction I was going in and that I needed to take responsibility for that. And if my kids saw me taking that responsibility, I would blame their dad less. I would be more available for my kids to help process what was happening and what was going on. And then I would be healthier moving into my next relationship. And it all stems from saying, no, 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 no. I made this choice. Yes, that was my programming. Yes, other people taught me that. And yet I still had the choice to say, is this where I'm at? Is this where I'm going? And is this how I'm going to react to the different situations? So from there, just life completely changed. I mean, so this is a new thing I've started to do since I've been working with the show and a lot of uh, the clients I have. Yeah. When people tell me that they've like exited relationships or completely like redefined things, I say yeah. congratulations. Absolutely. Because, because every, like so many people are afraid to fail or talk about 
their troubles that mm-hmm. when you do, I, I think they should be celebrated because nobody wants to live a miserable life. Like no. we want you to thrive and be happy uh, in everything you do, especially your relationship. Um, so congratulations on <laughs> waking you. up that one day and just looking in the mirror and being like, Hey, I want something new, something better. So, yeah, I think every relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, life partner, relationship, friendship, work, whatever it is, they all have something to teach us. We all have something to learn from it and grow from it. And sometimes you can learn and grow in that relationship and become a better human being. And sometimes those relationships give us these tidbits that we have to learn and then we have to let it go. It's that reason, season, lifetime. You know, why yeah. is somebody in your life? Are they in this in here for just a reason? There's a specific thing to learn, or is it a season, a longer amount of time where that, which is typically where a lot of relationships, I'm not saying marriages, I'm saying a lot of our relationships, friendships, office work, um, can be your life partners kind of thing. And then there's the lifetime where they're there, they're with you through thick and thin. They're the person that you would call if you needed to move a dead body. They're the person that you can count on absolutely no matter what. So why are they in your life? And if that is coming to an end, then looking back on it with gratitude and saying, I learned this and I'm so grateful that I learned that. And gosh, it was a really hard lesson. And yet, look at where I can go from here. I think it's hugely important for every one of us in our relationships, because that means that we get to enjoy it while we're in it and just bask in that moment. And then when it's no longer serving us and it's become more of a burden than a gift, then we're more, it's easier to say, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Um, I say the two best things you can do in in any relationship is be present and be honest, be present and enjoy every moment that you're in. Be honest that at the end of it, what part did you play? Because Mm -hmm. it's, it's really easy to dump the blame on somebody else but like let's Mm -hmm. be honest it was 50 50 um there was a part you played some part in either attempting to save it not attempting to save it or deciding to walk away so what part did you play yeah yeah what was your contribution yeah oh man see i just i knew this was going to be a good one i I love when people are just in the same space as me um just makes things roll off the tongue um (laughs) so to speak um what was Mm -hmm. I gonna say so (laughs) no I was gonna like so my first question was gonna be what made you one like start holding people accountable but we you kind of just read that right out of my mind so I didn't have to go there (laughs) so I was like okay what was my second thought (laughs) well that's really what um made me start to take accountability for myself and recognize that there was a shift there was change that needed to be made there was ownership that needed to be happened there but I didn't really think that I was going to be teaching other people how to do that. I really didn't think that that was my calling. I recognized that that was my responsibility to do so that I could be a kinder, gentler, more compassionate being. It wasn't until I was in massage therapy school that people would come to me and say, you know, I don't know why, but I feel like there's something you have to teach me. I feel like I could learn something from you. Will you teach me? So then I started teaching them my tools for processing, for healing, for working through stuff. And it was, it was just a friend. So I wasn't charging. It was hey, sure. I'll give it a shot. I don't really know what I'm doing, but Mm -hmm. I'm happy to pass that information along. And I started, my husband says that I started helping people who had lost their voice to find it. Mm -hmm. So I was working with a lot of women who had dealt with, um, a much stronger partner and they had squashed themselves and lost the ability to speak up and say, I really don't like this, or I really don't like that. And from there, it just grew. And I found myself working with even more women. And yet I found myself working honestly with more people in LGBTQ plus and people who were just like, no, 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 I don't feel like I had a voice because I've always been hiding from what is my truth. And I can't share it with people because I'm afraid. So helping people in that way. And then it just morphed into this owning your reality, owning your truth, owning what's here right now, accepting that the past has fed into that. So it all kind of, I mean, it started with me owning mine and then it morphed into 
helping other people recognize the same thing. And it was simply because they had recognized that I had already done it. So not an intentional shift. And yet I'm very grateful for the shift because it's been a beautiful journey. Well, people always say that they can, they notice parts of themselves and others. So I could totally see how people would gravitate towards you um, who are feeling that because they, they probably sense that you've, you've had a similar journey to them or that something that they felt like they've been lacking or like yearning for you possessed. Um, Thank you. This, I mean, and that's, and that's, a, that's a powerful thing right there um, because not everybody has a welcoming enough energy that people would even approach them. So the fact that, that you innately have that um, and it's helped so many people, like just in, like a huge shout out for that. Yeah. It's, Thank you. Um, so <laughs> when you're working with people, what's kind of like the first step that you have them or that you like have for like, quote unquote, owning your shit? Like what's, what's the first thing that you think most people need to do? The first thing that I do with every one of my clients, the very first thing is I believe we need to find the patterns that are blocking us, the patterns that are holding us back. And these are patterns that we started when we were very young kids. We are totally unaware of them. They are subconscious patterns. So I help my clients find their top three patterns that are blocking them, holding Mm -hmm. them back. And we do it through guided meditation and we have a fire ceremony and it's absolutely beautiful. And yet through this process that we do, it takes like five hours. You are with me for a day. We get to hang out for a day and just shift some stuff together. And it's absolutely beautiful because in this process, you learn that you have power. You learn that what happened and was painful and challenging can totally be shifted in something beautiful and a gift that you can now use positively moving forward. So the first thing I do with every one of my clients is this mandala ceremony so that they can shift that. The beauty in that is how it automatically teaches the self-ownership in the same session, in that same day. And they get to take that home. They get to work with that and -hmm. they can shift things throughout life. Like this is now a tool in their tool belt that they can use anytime they see another pattern that comes up. That's, oh, I don't really like that one. Let's shift it. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, And that's, and that's a lot of, uh, that's something that not everybody realizes about teaching or coaching is they just assume everything's meant forever and what I mean by that is that like they'll have to like keep coming back and back and back but I was like no as a teacher we want to just give you the tools that way when I'm not present you can still notice and address things that are coming up in your life or that you're not dependent on me for change on us for change yeah yeah my goal, and I think that it's a goal of a lot of other teachers, I want to teach you so that you grow out of me. I want you to graduate. You know, every teacher wants to see their with cap and gown and move on. Yeah. I want you to graduate from my work. You may come back later and say, hey, I would love to do a ceremony about this or about that. Can we please just get together? Or I'm stuck here. Can you take me through a guided meditation? Absolutely. And I'm honored to do that. And yet I really hope that you take all these tools, you put them in the toolbox and you are so confident and so able by the time that we're done working together, you're just out of the nest and living a fantastic life. Right. That's beautiful. Um, So journaling is a huge part of of kind of like what you do. Um, You have a lot of your uh, people do that. What about journaling do you think helps really help people embody uh, your teachings? Yeah. So the thing about journaling is it really helps you move things and process them. And I understand that not everybody is a journaler and journaling looks different for every human being. So some people may have long sprawling stories and other people may have bullet points and other people may not even want to journal. They just might want to sit and think through because journaling is not something they do. However, it works for you. I really don't have a preference. All I want you to do is think about it. I want you to pause and say, where do I fit and how do I feel? 
the thing about journaling, and I'm saying that in air quotes, because remember, it takes on so many different forms, is that it helps you process, it helps you get it out, it helps you move, it helps you understand why something is the way it is, what you can do about it, how you can change it and shift it. Until you've thought about some of these things, until you've understood where your personal beliefs and morals and understandings come from, it's, it, it's like you're driving without any kind of rules. You have to understand why you think a certain way. What is, what is the why behind the what? What is the why behind the way that you're reacting and the way that you feel about it? Because there's probably an experience back there that says, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm reacting that way because I'm, I'm afraid of abandonment because of this or right. because, yeah. So journaling helps you understand yourself better in a gentler way so that you can process that and move forward and say, okay, I want it to be different in the future, or right. I'm just going to embrace that part and say, yeah, this is me. So I'm going to give myself compassion in that and hope that anybody else that I work with, talk with, see, can do the same thing. That's an even better mentality to have uh, that I'm that I, even I'm just starting to get into is we always think that we have to change or like change like has to happen. And that's not the case. Like you said, sometimes it's just embracing who you are. You know, uh, we never want to change or compromise who we are as people for others. Um, so that, like you said, I feel like that starts with being able to take even your blemishes and be like, hey, this is, this is me. You know, yeah. it's a scar that like I had emotionally or physically in my life that is just going to be with me for my life. And yeah. hopefully you can accept that and go keep going on this journey with me. Yeah. And maybe that's not a scar. Maybe it's actually a beautiful tattoo. Listen, I mean, tattoo, <laughs> tattoos are just expensive and intentional scars. I have several. So like I'm here for it. My I know favorite, I told this, my favorite character I, in the Lion King was Scar I like <laughs> so fun story my first tattoo yeah. um I was actually going to get like the little Scar yeah like, tattooed on me really? <laughs> and, then, and then my artist looked at me because uh, he was a friend and he was like no I refuse he was like he literally handed me the cash back he's like I refuse to do that to you he was like come back with something that you thought a little bit more about <laughs> So I came back a week later and I got my first tattoo. And what did you get instead? I got a block O. Since my family uh, goes to Ohio State, I'm third generation. And I had just gotten into the school and I was like, my first tattoo, new chapter, new beginning. Let's let's get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't regret it. Go ahead. I know. I'm I'm glad he stopped me that initial time and actually made me think. (laughs) Yeah. I used to tell my kids that, uh, because they were always mom, I want a tattoo. I want a tattoo. It's the coolest thing. And you know, they're 15, 16 years old. And I kept saying, you can absolutely get a tattoo when you're old enough. And you like, when you're out of the house Mm -hmm. and when you've really thought about it, I would encourage you to have a story behind why you got that tattoo. And in the meantime, every act, every bike accident, every crash on your skateboard, every scar that happens on your body just gets to be this fantastic tattoo. And you have this wild story about why you have this nasty tattoo or why you have the other one over there. Cause that's all scars are. It's a permanent mark on your right. body. And they were like, Ugh, mom, now one does not, but he's asked me if I would get one with him. Mm-hmm. The other one has a lot and I have one as well. So I'm like, Tattoos are beautiful. They're fantastic. It's just they a, are. yeah. What is the meaning behind that for you? And I love, I love hearing those stories and understanding why that means so much to the person that's, yeah. I do, and, it, and it's funny because people are pretty one way or the other about tattoos. Um, either they're like totally for them or like totally against them. Uh-huh. And my mom um, earlier this year, she, I, I didn't even ask her or prompt her. She volunteered. She called me one day. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing, just got off work. She was like, hey, do you want to get a tattoo with me? I was like, that's exactly the face I made. I was like, I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I'll come back to the city right now. I will try, I will go down to Cincinnati and get it. 
She's like, no, 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 not right now. We have to think about it. But I just wanted to know if you'd even consider getting it with me. I was like, of course. Yeah. So we just decided that the bedtime story um, she read me as a kid, uh, we're going to get a line from that. Um, That's tattooed together. That is so sweet. I know. I love it. Oh. And I was like, I was like, you know what, mom? I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna admit this, but I guess I'm admitting it now. I was like, you're gonna make me cry right now. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, when we get this done, I was like, I might tear up. Not because of the pain, but because I was like, mom, you <laughs> like she was she was so anti-tattoo uh growing up for me or anybody else. And she didn't believe I'd get my first one. That's the only reason she said it was okay for me to do it. And so I came home and she looked like she had just saw a ghost when she saw it. Yeah. Um, and so for her to go from that to let's get one together, I thought was just amazing. I think that's absolutely beautiful because it is a, it's just another manifestation and another connection. It says, I love you so much. I really want to be connected even further. And I want to constantly be reminded of how connected and loving and supportive of each other we are. Mm -hmm. I think it's so wonderful that you have that relationship with your mom and that you are so close. That is so beautiful. Absolutely. I just, congratulations. Thank you. I was like, and it really does. I think so like almost half the tattoos I have, I've gotten with another person, a group of people, whether it's my siblings or like close friends. And like I said, it really does. It's a testament to our bond. So, um, for anybody thinking about getting a tattoo like <laughs> I'm not gonna say pull the trigger you know like think about it be intentional then pull the trigger um because <laughs> it's it, it does it can be a beautiful story for you and it's just another way to deepen a bond a connection that you might have with somebody else so yeah no yeah. tattoos <laughs> <laughs> we're not paid by it be on this kind of a topic <laughs> this is fantastic I love um, it <laughs> Honestly, I do. Like this is this is the Josh effect. <laughs> no matter what happens, we will find some way to find a tangent and go there. Ah, uh, I love it. That's it's this is great. <laughs> I love it. Oh no. Okay. Let me let me see how I can get back in this. Um no, so, you, oh, you oh, oh my to. god, that's how journaling. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's how it started for me. Um I start like when I was like about 15 things to uh, ages your son I was given a notebook um and my mom was like or I forget who gave it to me but they're like if you're gonna get a tattoo you should start journaling so you know what you want be intentional um because yeah. I just grew up around a lot of tattoo artists and they they're like uh, they're like we do some crazy stuff so we don't want you to be that person like actually get get something out of you that you care about and that yeah. you'll be okay with like 10 years uh-huh. or if you wake up from like a drunken night and I was like okay that sounds fair <laughs> So <laughs> I just keep adding to my journal. And then when that filled up, Pinterest came about. So now I have a huge Pinterest board of like tattoos I want to get. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's so many ideas. I got a couple boiling. <laughs> I say it's, it's my healthiest addiction that I have. Yeah. Yeah. May it's not be the cheapest, one. but it's the healthiest. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That actually brings me back to another point I wanted to make about journaling, you were asking me about how it's such an integral part of what I do and how I encourage people to understand themselves, which you're understanding what you want and whatnot through your journaling and figuring out how do I want to move forward and which tattoo do I want? Mm -hmm. A lot of people think journaling has to be this everyday kind of thing. And what the heck am I going to write about? And how am I going to process? Like, what do I even want to do? And I, I tell them that there actually has to be a purpose behind your journaling. And that purpose means that it may be a short-term or a long-term kind of thing. So you may have a journal that you do for a really long time and it's mulling over what meanings and what feelings do you have and what will, when will it end? And you're like, oh, well, it's going to end in this tattoo because that's what I've journaled on. Or you may have another one that's to your nieces and nephews or to your unborn grandchildren that you want them to know what's there. Or like, there's just their purposes and, and in intentions behind what you journal. And when you put that um, parameter around it and acknowledge that this is for a purpose, this is for a time, Mm -hmm. then you don't feel like crap when you stop journaling because it has ended its usefulness. And now you can move on to the next thing. And it may be years between then and when you pick up another journal. And yet 
you had the journaling so that you could help through whatever, you know, ABC was going on in that moment. So that intention and reason that you have a journal is just as important as the journal itself. It's always, I think it's funny. It's the, it's the most obvious things that blow people away the most. And that was one of those obvious things is intention. Um, you, if you're not really, like you said, if you're just journaling aimlessly, you're, there really won't be a change because you don't know what you're looking for or you, you don't know what form of catharsis you're trying to exercise. Yeah. Um, so you said having intention, knowing why you're journaling um, makes a huge difference. Like what I have my clients do when they wake up uh, every day between like our Zoom calls, um, I was like, hey, I'd like you to at least try to get within this week three journals. And just when you wake up in the morning before you touch your phone, just like take some time to yourself. And then just if there's anything weighing on your mind, I don't care what it is, just anything that you have on your mind, write it down. Um, because I'm because I for me, it teaches me to like focus and really check in with myself. Yeah. Um, and it also helps me decrease my dependency on the cell phone or that, you know, all the technology that we use throughout the day. And I think it's, it's just a smoother transition than to go from like, you know, just like, I feel like once you pick your phone up for the day, your mind just instantly starts to go, go, go. What do I have next? All right. What do I have to do with it? But like, just, just take this five, 10 minutes, just be present. And like, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Like, what are your goals for the day? Um, What did you dream about? So many people forget their dreams. Just any of that, just write it down. I don't care. Um, And then let's talk about it. Um, Like why, like, you know, Um, so like I said, intention, you're right. It's, it's crucial. Yeah. Putting a reason behind those words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love a slow, easy morning. I just, I don't know when I, I came to realize this. Maybe it's when I switched to like first shift, but I was like, the day goes by really quickly. And we always say there's never enough hours, but there really aren't enough hours or times in the day where we're given breaks. Yeah. So forcing yourself to take a pause mm-hmm. is, I don't know. I it just, even just thinking about the pause right there, relaxed my body. Yeah. Um, but it's, speak. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> it's those pauses that are actually intentional self-care. If you put an intent, like if you are conscious about that pause and you say, no, no, no I'm going to take a break right now. Mm-hmm. Adding the intention to that pause of I'm going to take a break. We push ourselves so hard. We are constantly running ourselves into the ground and yes. struggling and we keep thinking, well, I can't take a break. I can't take a break. I need to be productive. I need to achieve. I need to get this stuff done. And what we fail to remember, what we fail to realize is the fact that if you took a pause, you would be more productive after the pause, your mind and body need that break. And it's literal self-care. It is saying, I'm going to put myself ahead of everyone else for just a minute. I'm going to put an intention behind that so that I can relax and enjoy the pause instead of berating myself for taking a break. And afterwards you're, I mean, it's so much better. I took a 25 minute nap today so that I could be on later. And that break is, I mean, it's so important and people forget to do that. They forget to gift themselves with that moment of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. I can only agree. Um, taking time for you does nothing, does nothing but make you better. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> anybody that tells you otherwise, I'm just going to call them the fibber. <laughs> I said it there. That's They're right. selling snake oil. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. a con man working for big therapy, you know, trying to, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you no. are not for me. Sorry, you're not in my mm-hmm. friend group. Exactly. You don't go here. <laughs> uh, no, but 
another another reason I love accountability and the fact that you you're helping people like own their shit is the fact that like I said earlier sometimes it's super easy to paint a narrative where we feel like we're either the victim or that we did nothing wrong so we don't there's no need or room for us to improve or change things um so like I just like the narrative that's so interesting I, I I don't know if you've ever worked with somebody who who has that mindset um, of just like there are a lot of things that that have happened to me or like they, they, they play such a passive part of their own life yeah. um yeah have you experienced I've had, that I've had a few of those but the thing is that using that as my catchphrase saying that I am excited about working with people automatically weeds people out because the fact of the matter is everyone will say, oh yeah, you're right. Everybody needs to own their shit. And they've got the finger wag and the Mm -hmm. head nod and all that stuff. And yet they're pointing their finger at other people and refusing to say, I need to own mine. You know, I recognize mine. So yes, I have had some people come to me and say, will you work with me? And they are in that victim mindset where everything is happening to me and I don't want to blah, 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 blah. And they're really just, they just want somebody to empathize with them and agree that, oh, you've had such a hard life. It's not for you. I'm not for you as well. Exactly. I'm not for you. And I find that out in the first meeting, or I find like, if we do a 15 minute phone call or a 30 minute phone call, just to chit chat and see where they're at. And if we really want to move forward, or if they get so far as to coming to the mandala ceremony and we're in that mandala ceremony and they're putting up blocks and they're, I know that it won't progress to another meeting. I know that it won't really progress to more, but at least I've planted that seed because there Mm -hmm. are a lot of people out there that would rather sit in that space than own the amazing opportunity that's before them. It's hard to do. It is not easy and stuff is going to keep coming up. It's like the layers, you know, it's like the layers of the onion. You're going to deal with one thing and then you're going to deal with another thing and it's going to uncover more and are you really ready to deal with that journey and acknowledge your part and how you became here in right. this space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are plenty of people that don't want that. They are not ready to deal with it. So, and the ones who do, it's unbelievably beautiful and gorgeous to see that light go off and that understanding open up and the empowerment that comes from it. And they say, wait, this is mind-blowing to be able to stop and say I have the power and I can totally shift this and I can start communicating and I can start advocating for myself and I can shift the whole thing and to watch that that is the gift that I love seeing as a teacher that I love witnessing as they shift from one space to the next and everything just changes I I agree so I like to think of myself and the people I work with or just the people I know everybody as a seed I was like we've all started like we've been planted and yeah. just it's interesting to see how we grow what we turn into the different little characteristics you know we could be the same type of plant but yeah. just to see how like I might have grown an extra limb or like you have this weird little like patch in you you know yeah those differences that make us who we are are amazing um and like you said just to see how the seed that you plant in somebody excuse me starts to sprout yeah and develop and doesn't need as much nurturing or tending to yeah it's it's all I ask like people think we like I I, I have to tell them like like, don't get me wrong like I I enjoy getting getting paid like I, we all have to make a living but the the real payment I get is the emotional payment of seeing yeah. the effect I have on somebody else yeah and I've, I realized that years ago when I was a camp counselor to have like some of my kids come back to me now seeing them all grow up going to like finishing high school and get college <laughs> and they're just like I was able to do x y or z because they were there for me yeah. and I was like I mean I guess that's what being in parents like I'm not there yet but like I you know just see just having like a mini you run around or just like being able to like help mold somebody at it's yeah one of the greatest joys I get to experience amen to that 
Um, But sometimes I feel like even if my clients are going through the motions and they're, they're really, I see them trying. I feel like sometimes there's something's just off. Like they're a little misaligned. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, it's like you, you, you see them, you see the, the engine, the, the gears turning in there, but it's just not quite clicking, you know, that matches and striking no matter how many uh-huh. times you, you swipe it. Yeah. Yeah. You typically have to find out there's something else that's blocking that moment. There's something else that's blocking that cleansing or that healing or that aha moment. So you have to figure out what the other thing is that's blocking them because sometimes we're not ready for whatever shift is coming. It's too big and we might mm-hmm. need to kind of pull away it, a little bit. It's it. like, okay. yeah, eating an elephant one bite at a time, you know, uh, you can't, you look at the whole thing and it's going to be overwhelming and people often shut down because they've been doing great and they feel great and they're improving and they see the steps and they're owning themselves and they're recognizing. And then all of a sudden one thing will come up and this might be something that really blocked them in the past. And while you've been taking care of all these other little things, there's this big one that's so big that it, it might be traumatizing. It might be way too overwhelming and they just might need a little bit of time, sometimes stepping away from it and saying, let's just take a break for a little while. Right. And when you're ready to come back, then let's, let's dive back into it because pushing, it's not going to help forcing. It isn't going to help. And honestly, right. in my experience, forcing it can cause more damage. Make it worse. Yep. Yeah. Then, then the healing that can occur. And so stepping back and letting them breathe and do it. In fact, story time. I just recently did this. I recently experienced this personally for myself. I had been dealing with something because it's a journey. I'm a teacher, but I'm also a student of life. I'm still taking it all in. Um, and I had known that this was a little thing that I was dealing with. And I kept reminding myself, you don't have to push so hard. I had this deep seated belief in my subconscious that if you're not working unbelievably hard and grinding yourself in the ground that it is not worth it. It is of no value. The only way for your offering in life, your legacy to be of value is if you are working yourself into the ground, Mm. pushing too hard. And I had recognized this as something that I needed to deal with. And the universe brought it to me back in December of last year and said, Hey girl, you're going into the ground. Your employees are going to the ground. Everybody is just pushing so hard. And it feels like you're swimming against the, you know, against the currents, you're going upstream instead of just allowing. So you need to step back and take a breath because that's not the way this needs to be. And I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. So I talked to my group, we decided, okay, we will slow down. We will allow instead of pushing. Well, we were in the process of doing that. And I thought, yes, I'm doing so good. This Mm -hmm. is so great. And then I had a guest on my podcast and she opened my Akashic records and, uh, what I thought that I was dealing with, (laughs) she cut to the core and she ripped me open. And I was like, I was a mess for a little while because while I was nibbling at the edges and I was working at it, I really wasn't willing to look at the core of it. And where is that seed? Where do all of those roots of that weed go? How many areas of my life is this really touching? I had not been ready or willing to go all the way down and see the root of it so that I could pull it out. I was ready to play with it and flirt with it on the edge, but not really fully remove it. And it wasn't until she called me out and she said, Hey, here you go on a silver platter. Good luck with that one. That I finally was. Okay. (laughs) I have to deal with this. I need to heal it. And I guess now I'm ready because the universe has been working on me for the last six months to get me ready to do that. So even personally, there are things that you and I, well, I shouldn't say you and I, cause I, I don't know for your experience, but there are things that 
even as teachers, they are huge. They are bigger. They are absolutely core values and experiences that we haven't been ready to deal with. And yet they'll come around. hundred yeah. percent. I tell people, um, we, we talked about this maybe like a week or two ago with one of my guests is uh, speaking of seasons. Uh, <laughs> I use the analogy of like software updates. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, you may catch somebody at version two or 3.0, but you're mm-hmm. still on version 1.2, you know? Um, that's not to say that this person's only meant to stick around for a season. I was like, maybe they're just waiting for you to update before you really can match strides with each other. Or, you yeah. know, or even though they may be on a, a more updated version, that doesn't necessarily mean they're where you are. Maybe they're still trying to catch up. We all have work to do um, at different pace, different paces and different increments. Uh, yeah. So being able to, like I said, just take that time and really look intrinsically at ourselves and mm-hmm. be like, I, I know where I'm at and I can and appreciate where you are. Yeah. Let me meet you there. Uh-huh. I'm not going to come along with you, but let me, let, let me meet you there. We'll drive separately. Like I'll look out yeah. the window and I'll see you. But like, I'm, I'm going to keep on my journey because that's yeah. what some people trip up when they, when they hear meet your partner, meet the person where they're at, they want to yeah. go there. And I was like, no, 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 no. That, Cause that's, that's their journey. Okay. We don't yeah. want to add any weight <laughs> to mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Let's stay on our journey and just, you know, just we'll, we'll drive by, you know, do a nice little wave or something. Yeah. In the same aspect, like you're, you're bringing up all these other things. My brain is going down rabbit holes while you're talking. I'm like, what? Um, uh, like one person may be further ahead in their spiritual being and how they feel in their spiritual being. And somebody else is more ahead in their mental thoughts and their ability to control the negativity that's there. And somebody else might be further ahead in their emotional. And where, I mean, it's like the vision I just got was one of those control boards for music and sound and lights oh, yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they have all the sliders. And so each person has different sliders that are ahead and behind. And so it really doesn't mean that anybody is ahead of anybody because there are right. so many different sliders that we're paying attention to that, that we're all just existing and meeting somebody where they're at on the sliding board just means that you accept them for who they are regardless. So yeah, I'm going to drive my slider board and you're going to drive your slider board. And we're Mm -hmm. just going to nod and say, Hey, you know, we can exist together and we can support each other. And maybe something I've got can help one of your lower sliders just come up. Maybe hanging out with me gives you a little boost of energy and you feel better, or maybe hanging out with you makes me a little bit more calmer and able to relax and meditate or maybe hanging out with you gets me into sports and physical expression in life. And so, yeah, letting each other be exactly where they're at and saying, I absolutely like you for you. Let's drive our own boards. Let's, let's just be in each other's orbits. That's, that's all this, that's all this, this game of life is, you know, it's mm-hmm. just existing, coexisting with yeah. uh, those around us. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of getting to know us and accepting people for who they are, I think this kind of moves us into my favorite part of the show. And that's like the reverse icebreaker, the quickie question section. <laughs> and it's where we get to really know who you are and just appreciate it. Okay. You know, yeah. you know, now the reason this is my favorite part of the show is because it's just a couple of quick questions, but they get a little more thought provoking as we ascend the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like to get to know people, you know, yeah. I'm more of a meat and potato guy. So not a lot here surface level. Um, so I hope you're ready for that. Um, let's go for it. All right. First question. This, this one should be a gimme like out of the ballpark. You should be able to nail this one. <laughs> Are you currently partnered or unpartnered? <laughs> I'm currently partnered. There we go. Okay. All right. That's like, that's like, it's like you're writing your name on the SAT, you know, it's like 400 points off the bat. Recently I had to fill my name in, in an online form so that I could do something. And I spelled it wrong three times. So those things that we think are easy. It's like, I've had this name for 40 plus years. Why can't I spell it? No, it's like when you um, write it enough. You know, it starts to look weird yeah. and you question the word. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, a thing. So 
Yep, I'm there. <laughs> um, since you have a partner, um, when you guys, if you could go back to the early days, were there any uh, things that you thought that you would have trouble adjusting to with them um, when you first started seeing each other? Uh, so I um, did not learn how to communicate. Uh, my parents were vocal and didn't really know how to communicate with each other. They thought the louder they got, the better that they could express themselves. Uh, so I learned how to do that. And my husband was the same way. He was a very verbal person. And that meant that when I got into this relationship, actually communicating in a healthy manner was not something that I was able to embody. So I was really nervous about just in general, how is life going to go? And mm -hmm. um, the very first argument that we had, and I say that with air quotes argument, was um, he wanted me to do something and I yeah. was doing my own thing. And he finally looked at me and said, I'm getting really upset. And it was the calmest voice ever. I'm getting really upset with this. So I'm going to take a break. I'll see you later. And he left. And that was the first time that I realized that, wait a minute, I don't have to let my emotions control me and the words that are coming out of my mouth. I can stop and say, I'm a little upset. So I'm going to take a break. Yeah. So communication was absolutely this unbelievable. It was huge growth and a beautiful gift in how to shift a relationship and find a deeper connection and respect for each other. Well, good. Um, let's, let's, let's flip that coin, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What was a green flag that you noticed on, in the relationship? A like, green what, flag? Mm -hmm. Like something that you like, you saw, you're like, you know what? Grounding points. Like I'm definitely keeping note of this. Well, uh, so I'm a storyteller. You're just going to get stories. Um, <laughs> I had two kids. So I was a divorcee with two kids that were um, 12 and 13. And those kids were trying to navigate life and very, very frustrated and very upset and struggling with life. And there was this one moment where I was trying to work with my oldest and um, my my husband now was mm -hmm. at the house and sitting on the couch and my son and I were upstairs and my son looked at him and said, get out of my house. And my husband, what or my husband, who's was just a friend boyfriend yeah. at the time looked at him and said, you know what? I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. So I guess we have to figure that out. And at that moment, to have somebody so calmly say, this may be a tornado, this may be an unbelievable storm, but I love your mom and I care about you enough to say I'm going to stay. That was the green light. That was the, okay, things might be okay. Because as a single mom with two kids, it's really scary to try to bring somebody into your life, into your children's life. And are they going to be kind to your kids? Are things going to mesh? Are things going to be okay? And so for right. him to react to that anger and upset in such a manner, recognizing everything that was going on, that was my green light. That was my, I think this can work. I mean, that, that, that really is a tough time for especially boys, young adolescent boys, um, trying to really find their voice and where they fit in, uh, especially being raised by a single mom, um, like I was. I, I loved my mom to death. I still love her to death. Um, but there are just certain things that you feel like at times they're not the right people to deliver certain messages yeah. So you, you, you lash out because it's like not what you fantasized or idealized in your head. Mm -hmm. um, and for him to have taken that approach, which is, I, I think I've, I've had a similar conversation with somebody before, just shows not just you, but your sons as well, that mm -hmm. there can be a point of consistency, you know, that there yeah. can be that one thing to focus on in the tornado. So you don't get dizzy and feel like you're, out of control so yeah. i mean shoot that's a green flag for me i might 
I, I might take them <laughs> off your hands. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self something about relationships, what would that be? Oh, wow. Mm. Checking in. Um, I think that I would let her know that um, relationships are unique and that they are not what you see Mm. because the people around us display what they want you to see. (laughs) You think that somebody has a perfect relationship behind closed doors. It's a mess. So I think I would tell my younger self, Hey, it's okay. A relationship is going to be what you make of it. Don't idealize other people learn how to communicate and recognize that yours will be unique to you. Don't aspire to somebody else's find what works for you and what uplifts you and you can uplift the other partner and really work together. Okay. This is a new question I'm trying out today. So hopefully Mm -hmm. you have as much fun with it as I will. (laughs) If you had to label your love life as a reality show, what would it be called? Oh gosh. <laughs> That's one I would need to think on. Ah, my love life. Um I Oh, you have one. You have one. You totally, it's on the tip of your tongue. I can I can hear it. Come on, well, just give I, it to us. Well, I have one, but it's, I mean, it, it's not all encompassing because at times it's like, um, young and restless. And at other times it's calm, cool and collected. And at other times, I think it's just like, um, spring break. So, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, but, but there are very few times in life where there's always a perfect word, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it changes like it does it evolves it progresses yeah. so in this current season where are we at are we are we young and reckless are we on spring break like we're just calm cool and collective i think we're calm cool collective right now all right we're I just like that yeah with the flow okay i'd yeah. watch that <laughs> <laughs> no and, then... and i'm blushing right now you got me <laughs> Whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at my job just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then the last question I have for you what's one thing that you think you can improve on as a partner oh ah I told you I was gonna make you think I told I her know. I know and it's it's absolutely beautiful and I love it um, in this season, I mean, that changes, right? Because mm-hmm. it depends on what season we're in and where we're at. And um, two things come to mind. Uh, the first one is balance in like taking care of myself and nurturing the relationship. And the other one is uh, being a better uh, nurse. <laughs> my, my husband has a uh, an issue going on with his foot. We don't really know what's happening. And, Mm. uh, like being a nurse, I wasn't really nursed as a kid. And so I don't know how to be a nurse. So I'm like, okay, you need water. Great. I got water. Anything else? Like I'm not the most patient nurse. So I think being more nurturing in that aspect, I mean, I'm nurturing in a lot of other ones, but Mm -hmm. being nurturing in that aspect, I'm sure is one of them. And then, and then just balance in me and us. Okay. Well, that's good. Crystal, thank you for being a part and joining the Not So Bad family. Uh, <laughs> let, listen, I, I say this, I was, I was like, we're, we're not great. We have our moments, just like everybody else. But, uh-huh. but overall, we're not so bad. We're, we're kind of fun. We're, we're decent. I think you're pretty cool. Thanks. I might make that on a, like a mug somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or a koozie, you know, who knows? Um, no, but let us know where can we find you if we if we need to start owning our shit and but we're having a little trouble or we just want to just check in on your your cool calm cool and collective like life. 
right? So I have so many different ways that you guys can connect with me because I believe that we're all at different stages in life. And some of us are ready to take huge leaps and some of us just need little steps. So I have a weekly newsletter. You can go to crystaljakowski.com and sign up for the weekly newsletter, which gives you free meditations and journaling prompts every single week. Nice. If you're ready for a little bit bigger step, I have an intro to it's called intro to you. And it's an online course with guided meditations and journaling prompts that literally introduce you to yourself, your spiritual body, your mental body, physical body, and emotional body. It lets you start owning your shit and get in tune with very basic foundations. And it's beautiful. And you can get that through my website as well. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under Crystal Joukowsky. And I just, I really love connecting with people. If you want to go all the way and you want to have a personal, the whole mandala ceremony, get your butts over here and let's do it because life is, life is just too precious to waste time, not enjoying what's out there. Yeah. Also, I forgot to ask this. Where is over here? Like, where are you located on this <laughs> this round rock that we that we're floating on? I am outside of Boulder, Colorado. Okay, so north of Denver, Rocky right. Mountains. Yeah, that I feel like that's what I would name my love life at most times, like ninety eight percent of the time. Rocky Mountains. Yes, because yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. it is a climb. Oh yeah, and it's not smooth. No. No, but, and you can get high on it every now and then. You know the whole true. Rocky Mountain high thing. Yeah, yeah, and there's some beautiful peaks. And oh my, peaks are fabulous. Right, oh. so we're valleys though. Let's let's appreciate both. Oh, okay, yeah. The highs yeah. and the lows. I'll take them both. <laughs> <laughs> All hey, right, Joshua. Yes just one little extra thing. I would love to just offer your listeners ten percent off on my on my online course just use the code not so bad listen guys this this is like another reason why i like crystal okay because not only has she embraced us for who we are as these semi-raging dumpster fires she's like let me offer a little she's offering a hand it's an olive branch so definitely mosey on over click type like on your phone and you can, everything can get you to her website go on over there check that out if you feel like you're ready like so don't don't feel rushed but if you're ready to start taking that first step head on over there don't forget use code not not so, so bad. bad not so bad and uh let's get you started all right yeah. today can be your day one all right absolutely all right guys it's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. I'll see all you beautiful people next week. Um, Crystal, thank you so much. So, so, so much for just being patient with me and having an amazing journey with me today. Also, shout out to Avery in the back for being the tech guru you are and helping both of us to get here. I will let her know. This has been absolutely delightful. It has been so just free and easy. I love how we just went all over the board and we didn't even care. It just got to be fun and enjoyable. So thank you. Listen, I, I like to say that the destination is where we end up. Okay. We had a map and the map was to just to explore, to wander. And that's what we did. So we, we stayed we got on track. To take some back roads, which are beautiful. That's right. All right. Well, like I said, I know you have to go, so I want to be respectful of your time. Um, yeah. Like I said, you have a friend for life now. Anytime you need me, I'm just one DM or an email away. Um, don't hesitate to reach out. Also, I will, I usually try a couple of days in advance to yeah. shoot you an email or a message to let you know what week this will come out. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll send you the promo cards that I make for the episode as well. Yeah. So how far out are you recording right now? Like August, um, July? <laughs> me, <laughs> me and my brain keep saying we're going to take a break, but then I keep meeting all these amazing people. And it's like, guys, we really need to take a break because so right now I think I, cause that's what I was doing. I was transferring files over. I looked, I have 19 files that I just transferred over today that I have to turn into content. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we actually turn off our pod match profile. 
I shouldn't do, I shouldn't do that. I'm really bad. Like, I, I just feel bad. I was like, you, you never know the opportunity that like you'll find. It's yes, not like I have to be there. No, no, no. I promise you. Okay. You got to put yourself first a little bit. You got to mm-hmm. recognize that you need that break. So you turn off your pod match profile. Those same people are still going to be matching with you when you turn the profile back on. You're right. You're, I, I am getting better at it. I, I, I have told people, like, if, if I do just happen to be on there, it's like, hey, sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm not booking right now. If you still would like to work with me, you'd have to wait until, like, our fall session in, like, August. Because yeah. I'm, like, I'm moving. So I was like, I think I have after, like, two or three more weeks of recording, I'm done. And then I'm not doing any more until after I move. Yeah, no. Give yourself a break. Turn it off. Yeah. Plus, I said so I'm learning how to make actual video content too. So I was like, that's been taking me time. Yeah. I've, I've, my first one was a little rough. So I was like, I that's need to okay. spend a little more time working on this. Yeah. Yeah. You're learning. No, you're fantastic. Yeah. And I just, I love it. I love where you're going. And I, like I said before, I really, my hat's off to you as a nurse practitioner and everything you're doing with, with this and with clients and with, I just, yeah. You're great. You're amazing. You've got this. Thank you. Thank you. I, I needed that little boost, you know, this, 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 will, this will carry me through the week. Thank you. It, it was hump day. Really? I was like, I was almost at the top of the hump. You pushed me there. I'm there now. Woot. I'm on solid right ground. Over. Yeah. Now you just get to put your hands in the air and like scream as you go down with the roller coaster. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. I'm really good at that part. Good. <laughs> All right. I will see I'm gonna you have, later. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to have, um, stop recording. I'm going to have Avery, um, send this to 